Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 228, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and it is, of course, Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, which means it's National Artichoke Day. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've been waiting, and it is finally here. And then, this is one I can super get behind. National, everything you do is right day. Yeah. I can get behind it for myself, but not anybody else. Yeah, because yesterday, what was it like? Everything you think is wrong day. Yeah. So now everything you do is right day. There, there it is. There we go. Just keeping mm. us keeping us on our toes. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. in the Daily Zeitgeist Mountain. We always drink our pee because a random crazy guy once said it would keep us COVID free. The guests we have are brilliant. And full of talent, too. So come with me, old Jack O.B. We'll laugh all about it on the TDZ in the Daily Zeitgeist Mountain. That is courtesy of, that is a humble AKA submission from jo- Josiah. Shout out to at Josiah on Twitter. And I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Here we go. Time machine, now go in. Tune at the lens. 1920 Olympics. I will win. Compete in the high jump. The 20-inch verse sucks. Watch the way I fly in the join like I'm Jordan. Okay, now that is a reference to a past episode where I said I could probably win a gold medal in the 19, like the Olympics of the 1920s because I feel like my body now could be a top athlete. So shout out to Rumham McDuck for putting that together with a little bit of House of Pain. Because I think I, I think oh, yeah, I could yeah. maybe do a, a track or field event. In the, like 28, 1928 Olympics, I think I could, I could medal in something. The, the amount of shit uh, of like time and t- 
tape in my brain that that song has taken up, Jump Around, like, mm-hmm. is, is, it's unfair. Like, it's a, it's an accident of history. Just, it was a popular rap song when I was first getting into rap. And, uh, yeah. it's, it's bullshit. I remember at a, at a kid, like, at a birthday party when I was, like, in sixth grade, Jump Around came on, and, like, they were like, all right, keep jumping. And, like, right. it almost became, like, a fucking contest with all the kids of who could jump throughout the whole motherfucking song no yeah. matter what yo my next the next day my calves had never like that was my first workout. that was my first experience with like an overuse injury as a child was trying to jump throughout the like as fucking high as i could the entire fucking song yeah, I da- I jumped around to that song at a school dance and then like <laughs> some cool like I was in like sixth grade and some cool seventh grader told my sister that I was like jumping around like a fool at the dance. And she was like, Psh. she like told me it, it was like it got back to her. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like, oh no. So I don't think I didn't hear about your thirsty little jumping ass at the dance. (laughs) (laughs) That was basically it. Anyways, shout out to my older sister, who is one of my best friends and the best. But back then, she she was cooler than me, and she held that shit over my head. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, whatever you say. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, Anyways, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious comedian, actor, and creator. Yeah. Who you may have seen in the Lifetime movie, Felice Navidad. I did. I know Miles did. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't That's just not did. getting by Miles. <laughs> nope, a Lifetime nope, nope. Christmas movie? Come on. Uh-uh. He's a series regular on TBS's The Dress Up Gang. And of course, you know him from his podcast, The Frankie Quinones Show, on our sister network with Will Ferrell's Big Money Players. It's the brilliant, the talented Frankie Quinones! Hey. Hey, what's up, homie? Frankie. What's up? Mr. 805 Worldwide. <laughs> Aren't you from Ventura? Are you up you're up, up 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 there? Yeah, yeah. Originally from San Fernando, but uh, okay. I was still I was still young and we moved to uh Oxnard and Camarillo. I went to high school in Ventura and then lived right. in San Francisco for fifteen years, been back in LA for ten years this yeah. August. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, we're all getting there. We're all getting there. What's new, man? What's good? Sorry, I've got a piece of peanut butter <laughs> toast in my mouth. <laughs> like, Apologies. Yeah. I'm a You're already stacking. Oh, we were just mm-hmm. got started. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, what's good with you, brother? <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you couldn't eat a food that fucked your mouth up more yeah, than no. peanut butter. Like, this one that you bite about. Yeah, man. So what's new? Like, hey, man. But what's new? Come on, man. But what's new? What's new? I'm sorry. Yeah, let me ask that with respect. What's new, Frankie? What's going on with you? Uh, not much. I mean, just, uh, yeah. you know, on this grind, this yeah. podcast, we just finished filming a Hulu show. So that's cool. Yeah. But that it was pretty much on lockdown for like three and a half months. And then, uh, yeah, we just wrapped that like a couple of weeks ago. So now I'm just like getting back into the stand up, getting back yeah. into the flow of things. Things are open back up. So yeah, pretty like excited. That. Yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. allowed to talk about the Hulu show? Like when it's coming out? What, yeah. What yeah. It's, it's, it's going to come out like July or August, but it's called this full. It's uh, me and a homie, Chris Estrada. Uh, Michael Imperioli's in it, actually. Oh, Christopher? Yeah, Christopher. Christopher. (laughs) Christopher from The Sopranos? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice, man. We got some cool cameos in there, but yeah, it's pretty dope, man. It's just based in South Central. It's on some real LA shit. Oh, I love that. Wait, so what's what's sort of the general premise of the show? So it's loosely based on my homie's life, Chris Estrada. He plays a character, Julio, and I play his cousin, Luis. 
our relationship's kind of like the driving force. I'm like the shit talking dumb cousin, you know, and then right. it's kind of like the way I could best explain it is kind of like Friday, the movie Friday meets the show Atlanta. It's on that okay. kind of vibe. Damn. Yeah. There's just okay. not, there's no like I like all those words. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get everybody put a put a calendar reminder to watch that yeah, shit yeah. when it comes out. <laughs> and go go listen to Frankie Quinones podcast. The Frankie yeah. Oh yeah show, man. That you know what's hilarious so is uh I I record that podcast at um you know my homie DJ Muggs' studio. Oh shit! Who, per, who produced the uh, House of Pain? The song "Jump Around." Right. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I record my podcast in that very same studio that that right. uh, <laughs> that that song was recorded in. <laughs> I'll forgive him. I'll forgive him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just that that opening. Like, Jump, uh, pack it up, pack it in. Like that's just always in my head somewhere. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. I mean, for sure, man. That's every wedding you ever been to. That song's <laughs> playing it. You know, it's funny oh, too because he did like you know, obviously all the Cypress Hill stuff, yeah. all that, and I forget. Right. I, I even always forget that I'm like, oh yeah, DJ Muggs produced Cy uh, House of Pain also, but right, right. It's just funny. He has those like like hit like wedding songs, <laughs> like, you know. But uh, he's like uh, all this stuff. He's like super like you know underground hip hop grimy stuff, and then he just happens to have these like you know forever lasting hits like right. where full cabs are hurting the next day and shit exactly. <laughs> he's like and also produce cubes check yourself so you know yep, yep. check the fucking damn. credits you're like damn all songs yeah. though like also you're like damn this is a well-produced song too you know he's, oh, yeah. he's like yourself. norwegian right that guy he's like scandinavian or something. yeah he's like oh man he's a he's an interesting mix yeah he's yeah. like Ah oh, man, he's some part of Latino, some Scandinavian. Yeah, I gotta look it up. But yeah, yeah, because I know, like, in when in my mind, I'm like, okay, this dude is Latino, and then someone was like, nah, I, I think he's like from like he's a European mix, yeah. Or something. Like, he's a, he's like okay. he's adopted also, so it's like, oh wow, his parents are like a different, you know, ethnicity than what he was. He's, right, he's right, like right. a crazy wild mix. Yeah. Okay. All right, and you're not gonna ask a question about Feliz Navidad. You're just gonna. Let oh it, man. Let it okay. <laughs> I was just telling Frankie, right? We were listening to like an episode of a podcast he did like the like days before the Feliz Navidad film came out uh, with Mario Lopez. Okay. And I I just remember, you know, I watch, I was telling you, like Frankie, I watch fucking every, when the Christmas shit comes out around yeah. the end of the year, I'm fucking watching everything. So, and you know, I was going to, I'm like, Mario Lopez. All right. I'm good. I'm in. Let's go there. And then I hear your voice and I was doing like a double take because you weren't, like you weren't going doing your full comedic shit. You were like actually like acting in this Christmas film. And I was like, damn, this fucking guy fucking everywhere right now. But I gotta say, what's what's Mario Lopez like? Oh yeah, he, he's he definitely works out. But uh, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, he's cool, man. He's just I, the best way I can describe him is that he's like a machine. You know, he's like on another. He's got like five assistants around him right. doing this. He's waking up at five in the morning to hit the gym and studying his lines and. Even at the hotel, we were like, because it was right in the heart of pandemic. It was actually the first, like, a union thing that was allowed oh, wow. during the pandemic. So we were staying right on the border of uh, Nevada and California in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, it was. And so, because Nevada was going to allow us to film, but not California. So we were, like, right, right. at the edge right there. And... um I remember it was it was dope because I was kind of bummed out. I was like, you know, all stand up was gone, everything was shut down, and then you know I was like, still, was not, I was you know we had food getting delivered to our doorstep and all that shit, so right. it wasn't that crazy. But I was just like, oh man, like, like this is a bummer. 
And then, you know, then I auditioned for that thing just on Zoom or whatever. And then they're like, yeah, you got it. And it got put, kept getting pushed, but finally we did it. And it was like in July of 2020, right in the heat of everything. And they just bubbled us up in this. They bought out like this whole hotel in, uh, God, was it Carson? I think it's Carson's. Oh, Carson City, City or something? something. So, like, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, anyways, we were just all there. And, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, he was like, he'd get up all early every day, like study lines. He's doing, oh, and then in like the back lawn of the, of the uh, hotel, he was doing his extra. Uh, segments oh, you know right. extra yeah <laughs> so he's like right. doing that he's doing this i'm like yeah he's just a machine i don't, right. I don't just know just a one-man industry then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you turn on your tv in the hotel he's on that shit too. <laughs> yeah yeah, oh, like, yeah right. he's <laughs> talking about like some movie that you get to watch yeah, yeah. it's so I, funny because it's every hotel you go into the yeah, tv turns he's on there. he's the first full you see i always i always like joke around with him about that i'm like oh shit, you don't get over here <laughs> can't get away from you right well i have been called a poor man's mario lopez because of my performance at the uh, iheart podcast <laughs> awards i replaced mario lopez one year because oh, he was yeah. too busy to do it and the one review of the show was like last year's mario lopez was replaced by some guy in a jean jacket <laughs> oh who's just it was so they just they just ripped all my wardrobe i was yeah. like Damn, is that, it's I the guess. same jean jacket you're wearing right yep. now same ass yeah, yeah. <laughs> i only got one man he I'm, knew you were I'm, coming. I'm not the rich man's Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He he wore that to kind of tie in the Mario Lopez story. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just wanted to see if you Jack. were going to say yeah. poor man's Mario Lopez. Funny, my man, that you mentioned him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frankie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. People are asking about, like, price checks like the you know some sort of price limit on gas on uh i'm asking about it on flights now because wall street journal has an article today that's like man airlines have found work people will pay for fucking anything so they're gonna just keep charging you through your asshole and right. it's like written as like a good news for airlines type of story and so i just want to ask the question like why corporations can just charge whatever they want to the point that they're like driving a wave of inflation and as they're like pulling in record profits so we'll, we'll ask that we'll have a conversation i'm in no way smart enough to have we will talk <laughs> hey, no, about I mean, uh, this segment called <laughs> calculations what's up with that there's a a new variant just dropped we might check in with that Ooh. we'll talk about the audacity of hate groups all of that, plenty more. But first, Frankie, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Oh, yeah. I was, <laughs> it was funny. It's like, I didn't even know. I was like, I, I haven't had to look up my search history. And then this morning when I was like, oh, I need to know that I looked up. I mean, I just Googled Google search history and then my search history popped up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, it was funny. I saw it. I saw that there like a couple of days ago. I Googled uh, David Archuleta. You remember that little homie from... Uh, from American Idol, <laughs> yeah. he was all like that. Oh, hey, oh, you know, like right, 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 right. Little young, cute homie, but I don't know why I was just like, man, what is that fool up to? I don't know why I thought of him. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I looked it up, and yeah, he's still out there doing it, it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you remember I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like he just had one, of, he just you know, one of those people who had a very specific moment and then gone. Yeah, yeah. What's he up but to? I, yeah, I looked it up, and I was like. He seemed like he was going to pop because he was a came in second place. You know, usually like the top five or whatever got something. But he did drop like a record. And then he went on, a, you know, his like 
Mormon missionary thing for two years. Uh, so he uh, was just out the game for two whole years. Okay. And then he did, went and did that, which I kind of respect that, you know, and then he came back and yeah, he's still doing like little tours and stuff. So he's out there, man. Man. For a second, I thought you said, Adam, like you're talking about the football player, Adam Archuleta. And I was like, oh, I remember him when he was on the Rams. There was this clip. I remember my friends would talk about how his hamstrings were so strong. Like he could like lift himself up from like a lying position, just using his hamstring oh, strength. Yeah. We we're like, yo, this shit is fucking wild. Anyway. Like he's all like ri- risen from the dead. Kind yeah. Of just look. like, oh, oh. like you're like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd like to see David Archuleta try that shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's a, it's not so a competition, Miles. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I was searching Adam Archuleta, actually, and he is, he is stronger. Than he has stronger yeah. hamstrings. So. <laughs> David Archuleta got the good-ass hair, but he don't have hamstrings like that, though. Exactly. exactly. I mean, that, exactly. so when he was on American Idol, he was like a child, right? It was like a Bieber type thing? Was that? Yeah, it was like, when I first, when you first saw him, yeah, he was like, and he was but he started playing into the like, oh, I'm the little cute homie, like a little too hard. It started kind of getting cheesy. <laughs> right, like it right. crossed the line from like, oh, man, this dude's super likable to like, all right, homie, come on. They would ask questions, say, hey, so, you know, how, what do you think of our friend? Uh, well, you know, like, uh, you know, and, you know, and it was like, uh, calm down, homie. Right. They're question, like, thank you. Know you. I mean? like, yeah. Right. <laughs> we get it to a That's point. Great. But when He's everything... 30 now. He's in his 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how that shit plays now. Well, probably not good if you're like yeah. rubbing your mitts like well you know why would you think you qualify for this bank loan <laughs> you know well, you know yeah, yeah. You, know. Uh, you know i just uh, <laughs> look at my, i work my hard and i love my in. family <laughs> see what my net worth is i mean it seems like a pretty safe loan for you guys <laughs> I, don't know. I wonder if anyone's ever done a list of like careers that are interrupted by the mormon mission like the sacrifices that people put in for that because like sean bradley right he was he was going to be one of the top picks he was still like number two but he was number two coming off of his mormon mission like oh remember right. he was like he stopped no playing i didn't remember that to at do all. his mission yeah. yeah i just remember writing sean bradley off pretty quickly i'm sorry that's what just what i did like this guy is too tall and the best he'll do be is like a monster in space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember. I think I heard on a basketball podcast they all like run together in my head. But like somebody saying that, like when you look at his metrics on defense, he he's like one of the best to ever do it. But right. he was oh, just wow. it was just very like quick, quick moment when he was peak. Yeah. What is what's something you think is overrated? Like TV shows and shit, but I don't want to like. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like the Big Bang theories, all that shit. Or, <laughs> even though I mean, you guys might love Big Bang Theory. I don't know, Miles, kind of, but <laughs> between my holiday movie consumption, nah, <laughs> don't fuck with the BBT. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bang Theory, I think, is extra like pro. Like it, it's hard for people who work in comedy because it is the comedy that like most relatives are like oh you work oh, dude, in comedy my, dude do you yeah. love the big bang theory <laughs> my mom and dad like, homie fuck. they love big bang theory and they're yeah. from like the hood and shit and they're like nah me <laughs> right. nah me ho we love big bang theory i'm like what the fuck <laughs> yeah and my parents but I mean, yeah yeah same. but it's it's funny though when it's on and you're there i'll still like giggle at it and stuff but i'm like damn this is the number one thing it's got like no like you know what i mean <laughs> Right. 
no steez and shit, but but I can't, you know, song one love shit. I don't want to hate on it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the, the surprise in Miles's face when we revealed our parents love Big Bang Theory because Miles has cool parents. That's an underrated thing about Miles is like he comes from a very cool background. So <laughs> he doesn't know what it's like to have parents be like, oh, comedy? Oh, shit, man. They're Bazinga. like, comedy. Yo, you better check out Fry and Lori. <laughs> And I'm like, what? <laughs> Stephen yeah, Fry, yeah, Hugh Laurie, like, this was him yeah. before House. I'm like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep watching in Living Color reruns. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Living Color. Yeah. What's uh, what's something you think is underrated? Oh, fucking. The thing I just came up on recently was uh, toilet seat warmers. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Game changer, homie. And you could get some for like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. You can I'm get the whole yeah. bidet seat warmer set up for under 100 bucks. My 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 girlfriend's uh brother, like came and installed some, and uh it changed my whole world. And I'm like, damn, how come everybody doesn't have one of these? Yeah. And it's not a big commitment or nothing. It's just a little thing you attach to the bottom of your, you know, the rim. Right. And uh, it's not someone it, you pay to do that to come sit yeah. on your toilet <laughs> yeah. before you have to yeah, go. You're like, right? hey, come up off that seat, man. I gotta go. <laughs> be like, oh, okay. Right. It's like ding dong. Ah, oh, babe, go open the door for the toilet seat warmer. Yeah, yeah he's here. <laughs> Before we have our coffee and shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The, the toilet seat warmer. Because, you know, a lot of, I think one of the big things, right, it came, I'm pretty sure it came from Japan. I'm half Japanese. And I know, like, when I, my family over there was talking about how, like, in the winter, the toilet seat would be so cold, like elderly people, if they had to like, you know, sit on the toilet and like in the middle of the night or something, the shock from the temperature change would be like, oh, like would be so much for people that they're like, we need to actually have a way for people to go in a cold environment and not sit down mm -hmm. on straight ice and like comfortably be able to use the bathroom. Growing up in L.A., I never had really the experience of a frozen toilet seat, but there is something nice when it's like, I don't have to adjust. Okay. I'm just, I'm in here and it's comfortable. It's like getting in a bed I just got out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, man, I didn't, yeah. I never even thought about it. And then I'm like, damn, it's so inexpensive and it's so comfortable. And yeah. You just keep Shout it out on. Shout out to Ashi, one of the sponsors, I think. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were sponsored for a while. I think yeah. they sent us a toilet seat warmer that I've yet to install. So I might need to get your brother-in-law's number. Yeah. But, well, yeah, for those, yeah. you just got to make sure you have an electrical outlet by your toilet, which is kind of tough because most people in the U.S. don't build an outlet like right behind their toilet. Right. Which right. is kind of like the seamless way to do it. So if you know, if you want to do it seamless, you know, a little yeah. electrician, light electrician work to put a little yeah, box you gotta, right there. You got to sometimes get a little slick extension cord from the blow dryer outlet. And right. Then, right. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, Keep it right by the shower and be like, don't get that shit wet. Yeah, yeah. Just a generator. <laughs> just have a generator yeah. in there with you. <laughs> just the toilet seat warmer. Just, just rip the that gas cord. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, uh, I can't really take a shit with the door closed because I'll die from the fumes. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of a tough one. Yeah, we have a toilet that has like a small window in there, like a little separate like room for the toilet with like a small window. And I caught myself like, you know, with the window open, making noise as people were going by. Not like making noise, like, oh, but, you know, like <laughs> Wait, flushing the toilet, that? like flushing the toilet. Oh, okay. And like, you're like, oh, man, like people on the street can definitely hear that shit. They're yeah. just like walking by and hearing shit, just like, hearing my bathroom noises. <laughs> That's, there he goes again. There yeah. he goes again. He Try goes room again. juice, man. <laughs> <laughs> Straining in there. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll uh, come back.
is like, gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust? Or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire kardashian clan and if you're looking for steamy streams check out grand cayman secrets in paradise the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical caribbean island of grand cayman where the rich come to play but be warned it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long so come check out what's new on hulu this month it's streaming now and it's waiting for you on hulu Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself. 
learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And, you know, this is something that we, we've we talked about throughout the period of inflation that we're going through. The fact that the inflation is being driven by corporations being like, I don't know, they, they just keep paying and then coming out like bragging about it. And they're like quarterly earnings reports just being like, we had record profits this yeah. quarter because we charged and you guys aren't going to believe this. We just charged more money and people paid it. <laughs> they're like, yeah, I love it. Thanks. Yeah, right. yeah, Genius. <laughs> just squeeze them till they're dry as fuck. That's all. Yeah. So we're seeing, you know, gas prices are crazy high right now. And that's fucking squeezing people. Now, flights are crazy, super duper expensive, more so than they already were. And those are two things that economists call inelastic demand like that's when you need to drive like you need to drive like we just we built these things into our lives so it's not like a thing where you're just like well i'm gonna take the other you're like well i'm off this food shit because it's expensive yeah exactly (laughs) food like the staples but also like in modern america like flying to go see your family like we move like I, my nearest family is like 2,700 miles away and Damn. you know I like during the pandemic I didn't see them in a long time so right yeah and there's no cost you'd pay at that point you'd be like fuck bro I haven't seen my family like what 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 does it cost because that's right shit, there's and I think yeah because so many people have the mentality of like there's nothing I wouldn't do to see my family or whatever and I'm sure the airlines are like <laughs> oh, yeah. about like uh, oh, you do something yeah, yeah. How about like $800 flight from Burbank to Phoenix? Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Like, wait, what the fuck? From Burbank to Phoenix, $800? (laughs) Yeah, you'll do that shit, right? (laughs) You love your family, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And they're also just canceling flights, like straight up. Mm -hmm. That's which I thought I was that that happened when we were going back to see my dad for his 70th birthday. Like Five days before the flight, the airline was just emailed us and was like, "Hey, we uh we canceled that flight. Our bad." Right. That's it. <laughs> like so, yeah, we had yeah. to, you know. And I, I thought again, like this is them dealing with something that's like out of their control. But I'm, I'm just going to read you the two opening paragraphs from this Wall Street Journal article. And I'm only going to read the two opening paragraphs because I'm not paying for the fucking Wall Street Journal. I know. I saw you clip this out (laughs) into the doc. I'm like, the text is fading. Yeah, the text is fading under a uh, paywall. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, the trick, though, is just when you Google search, look for the cached version. Yeah. Like in the results. And then a little paywall hack for you works on most places. Anyways, airlines said surging travel appetite will offset higher fuel prices, keeping them on track for a long-anticipated recovery. After the wave of Omicron variant, blah, 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 slowed down travel bookings, airline executives said demand has roared back more quickly than they anticipated. As a result, and this is the key part, carriers expect to be able to absorb higher jet fuel costs by paring back flying capacity canceling people's flights mm-hmm. and passing the costs along to customers passing the costs along to customers yeah. so 
that's just them being like, yeah, we're not paying that shit, but you will, apparently. (laughs) And this this is part of a positive story. This is in the Wall Street Journal, so it's all about the the stock. Yeah, yeah, stock price. But yeah, it's basically them being like, good news, gang. People are so starved to see their loved ones that we're able to charge them just painful amounts of money. And the airline industry is once again cleared for takeoff. Oh, boy. It's like, fuck y'all, man. Yeah. It's the ending air- of that says once again cleared for Tega. Right. Straight Get y'all for top. y'all money and shit. Right. It reminds me like when I used to sell weed to like rich white kids around the time like medical weed was out. I'm like, I'm gonna just see how much they'll fucking pay for this shit. And normally people would be like, I'm not paying more than like fifty dollars for like an eighth. And I'm like, what about a hundred? And they're like, is it from the club? The cannabis club? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from the club. I'll put oh, it in like okay, a, that shit, a yeah. jar and shit. And they're like, oh, yeah, $100. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> put it in a uh, jar, make mother. it look all legit. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And like, it's like the same greedy ass mentality. I mean, it wasn't really greedy for me. You know, I'm just, I'm an entrepreneur in that context. But like for yeah. these companies where they are actually like sort of built on providing some kind of service, like it really is sort of like they're just dialing it up to see, okay, when will it break? Like, how much can I, how much more can I charge people for gas? How much more can I charge them for a flight until the wheels really come off? Because, yeah, people are taking this added cost on, but that's not sustainable because wages are not going up. So you can only sustain this amount of shit being more expensive until, you know, it, it reaches a real crisis point and i know there are yeah tell people are like we can't pay this shit yeah and so i'm curious what yeah i mean i guess that's why we even bring this story up it's like when how can it be all right but the the issue is that like nobody has that conversation because the only place this conversation is had is like i found a cnn business article that was like price controls and again i want to just read a direct quote but so Asked whether price controls similar to those used in the United States during the 70s could reduce inflation over the next year, less than a quarter of economists surveyed said they agree, while nearly 60% said they disagree or strongly disagree. And then this is a quote. Just stop it. Seriously. That's from Austin Goolsby, a professor at the University of Chicago. Goolsby previously served as chairman of the Council of Economics Advisors under former President Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And then just they go on to say, like, every everybody thinks price controls are stupid. And like they quote this piece of economic accepted wisdom that demand would or supply would go away if you did price controls. But Supply, so again, caping for the corporations in that place. Yeah. I don't know, because then they might stop making the stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. If you just ask them to give a fuck. do it at the same prices they were charging like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they'd right. stop, man. They can't yeah, yeah. do it anymore. They'd shut their it's fucking risky, business right? yeah. down before making prices lower. Like, it's sort of the subtext there. It's like, they'll fucking right. burn it down if they if they start being, like, char- charging. Yes, <laughs> just won't be available, man. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do then. So you got a bike? <laughs> yeah, but it's literally, it's just, like, pass the, pass the pain on to the consumer is sort of, you know, like, we, we talk a lot about how America is all about consumerism, but what it's really about is corporations and protecting corporations. And that's that's the only thing that they really give a fuck about. And like, Biden has talked about going after, like, one specific industry, the meat industry, to, you know, try, try and protect against this sort of shit. But it just seems like it's everywhere. And it's places where people are, like, can't not use the service. You know, so many people like drive for their job. Like, how the fuck are they going to just 
you get you can't pick somebody up an Uber on the public bus, as far as I know. So right. like, I don't know. It's just like the idea of like planes. We're like, yeah, we'll pass the cost on the con- pass the cost to the consumer. It's like getting a ride from somebody. And they're like, hey man, you got to put in on my car note. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? I took you somewhere, and I know you gave me gas money, but there's all, there's some like this other fees. Separate. Yeah, 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 man. Because you know, I I kind of went wild with the rim package on this Accord, so you know. Just trying to pull together but whatever we can do. But, I mean, it's funny because the, all the people they ask, like, you go to Jacobin or something or something more leftist, like, on their website, they're they're actually putting out articles that are like, price controls can work. Sorry if this offends economists. Right. <laughs> Just, like, really putting it out there. But, yeah, you're not going to hear that on, like, news stations that, <laughs> like, right after, you're not going to slam, like, United Airlines and then have the United Airlines ad playing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, the rich just get richer and the people who are living life propelled around by like the threat of starvation get just a little bit more panicked. And that's yeah. that's sort of the the model as of now, as right. far as I can tell. And the prices have pushed like over 60% of the country to be living paycheck to paycheck now because of yeah. how much prices are, are going up. And I think that, you know, but again... But then the companies will make less if there's price controls. Like, where the fuck, where is this empathy going? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, when the money goes to people, like, with the, you know, payments that people got during the early days of the pandemic, that that was, like, a fucking scandal. And everybody was like, that was, there was fraud. There was all this shit. But, like, that's. There was more fraud with that PPP shit. Right. Yeah, people exactly. pretend to be oh, business yeah. like they the fraud was real like some of these business owning type people not to say that everyone was not doing it right but i see plenty of articles going up about flagrant ppp yeah. schemes from people buying lamborghinis and yeah, shit like exactly <laughs> yeah but like corporations doing that shit too yeah all right let's talk about the new variant i mean it's oh, not no. it's still omicron it's like omicron ba2 i feel like they're just in an effort to make it less catchy they're just giving it a shitty name they're just like yeah maybe people oh, yeah, talk that's about a good it. idea like yeah. <laughs> yeah so this one it's also being described as like the uk variant because that's where it was first discovered but it's 85 percent of cases in scotland right now and it's all over houston already and oh, probably shit. everywhere else it's just houston is the only one that's testing their wastewater for it at the moment i mean you know i, I i've seen I've seen what the president said. The pandemic's over, so we're good. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no worries. No, <laughs> worries. no, no, no yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. That's what yeah. they said. They're forcing people to go back to work. Don't worry about this variant. That's more contagious. But it's less deadly. Come on, you scared? You scared of long <laughs> I mean, COVID or something? Like, that's the energy that so many people have right now. It's like, yeah, I am. Don't, I don't, I don't want to potentially have long COVID. That would be terrible. Yeah, and I got a four-year-old who's still unvaccinated, and we just, like, you never know. But like, those are his it. beliefs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he is anti-vax. He's, like, just listens to a lot of Rogan and, you know. Yeah. four-year-old. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to use that echo. He starts playing podcasts whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, It's I, I don't think like, the people at Pfizer said a fourth boost, like a fourth shot is probably going to be necessary to this I don't know. I don't know how you you can on one hand try and push all this energy around like all oh, the pandemics over back to work. Like, come on, everybody, get your heads out. But then also be like, yeah, there's a new variant in town. It's already in Houston. 
taking over the UK. Also, you might need another booster, but the pandemic is over, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Get back to work, yo. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't work. I do feel like they're not talking talking about it that much also. Like, that's another strategy is you're just not hearing of course. that much about it. And yeah. you know what? The, the crisis in Ukraine has given a lot of opportunity to not talk about anything domestically that's happening at all. You know, like there's a there, there's definitely a lot of focus on, you know, like the foreign affairs, because that's obviously going to get more people to tune in because it's like, you know, it's war. So people are just drawn to destruction and shit. But yeah, we're not seeing many stories about like, you know, regular people trying to survive while, you know, the people who are like at the levers of decision making are just deciding, yep, don't worry about the prices, pulling that lever and also pandemic off. Good. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about Proud Boys. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Enrique Tario, lead Proud Boy, was indicted last week. What was it? What's what are we learning from him? I mean, I well, I know he's not he's not talking about shit, and he probably covered his tracks very well, right? Oh, you know, you know how these these haters move, and what, by haters I mean hate groups move. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they they were charged with conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, and you know. Again, like you're saying, you, I thought they were on top of their shit. Well, it seems like, you know, uh, Enrique Terrio's ego was the biggest thing to lead to his downfall at the moment. Because like Roger Stone, Enrique also had a fucking documentary crew following him around in the lead up to January 6th. So he has this shit oh, all shit. on wax. And for those fortunate enough to not have the lead up to January 6th just broiled into their minds like me. Terrio was arrested on January 4th in D.C. for burning a BLM banner in front of a church. I think he also had some high capacity magazines, which he wasn't like legally supposed to have on him. So he was arrested. And then the next day on the 5th, they said, you need to get the fuck out of D.C. That's part of this. You cannot be in the district. He's like, OK. And guess what? He didn't. He went to a little meeting. So this is from a write up about what had gone on. Terrio was released at approximately 5 p.m. on January 5th after having been ordered to leave the district. Terrio did not immediately comply. Instead, he traveled to an underground parking garage located in downtown D.C., where for approximately 30 minutes, he met with a group of individuals that included Elmer Stewart Rhodes III, the founder and leader of the Oath Keepers. A documentary crew was present in the garage and at one point picked up audio of a person referencing the Capitol. While in the parking garage, Terrio told another individual that he had cleared all of the messages on his phone before he was arrested. Terrio further stated that no one would be able to get into his phone because there were two steps to get into it. Damn. Damn, that's that's cool too. You admit to destruction of evidence too in your, <laughs> in your mixtape. So yeah, he it it's it it didn't turn out that uh, his opsec, his operational security uh was was that strong because the feds apparently they're good at getting information that you think you just <laughs> No, but I put two step authentication on my phone. <laughs> yeah. <huh? laughs> the FBI can't find this shit. Yeah. They're going to have to have my right. burner phone too cuz then the two step goes to that phone. They're like, okay, watch this shit. They'll use dude, that warrant. dude is a character too, man. He has like, if you read up on him, he's like, was living with his mom. He has like these failed businesses for like yeah. some random ass products. I forgot what it was, but I'm like, oh man, this dude is just not happy with life in general. 
No, no, not at all. And he's, you know, so right now he's awaiting, you know, a judge to decide whether or not he'll be released on bail. The feds are like, keep this dude in custody until we figure all this shit out. So we'll see what happens. But it's this is just the kind of story that you see over and over, right? Like since January 6th and even beyond, like these white nationalists, they're so hopped up on their like invincibility, like societally, that they're mm. they're they're going to bring a documentary crew to document this shit like that. Your mindset is truly man, they can't do shit with this. That's not going to be a crime. In fact, this is going to be an Emmy-winning documentary or some shit because Roger Stone did the same thing and now people are like, there's so much shit in these documentary tapes, but like this hubris that these people move around with, I mean, it, and it shows. That's why they tried to pull that shit on January 6th because they're like, my whiteness, my, my allegiance to like conservative politics will protect me. Right. I love that because like, you know they got the underground parking garage from a movie, right? Like that's... <laughs> That's all the presidents, oh, like man. Some casino That's shit. Like, yeah. The satellites like, can't get us there. Yeah, right. satellites can't get us. Like, they can't listen to us down Turn here. Turn on There's the faucets. So concrete. We're surrounded. And meanwhile, they have a fucking documentary film crew with them as yeah. they're doing that shit. It's just so great. It's because just... then it looks like the scene from the movie they got yeah. inspired by. <laughs> uh, one of the most important parts of this revolution is mise en scene. We want to right. make sure that the the back, like everything in the frame, really captures how real we are about yeah. this whole thing. Can we do it in like one take, one long master cut? <laughs> like we just take really great <laughs> shot, kind of like you know uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, like or the opening of Snake Eyes. Yeah, <laughs> they gotta try to get all artsy with it. Yeah, <laughs> try a Dutch angle when I'm when I'm uh, putting on this swastika armband. <laughs> it's cool. I destroyed the F the dent. Oh, I, sorry. Can I take that again? It's cool. I destroyed the evidence. Uh, my bad. You got that right. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, Terio's talking to the other oath keepers. He's like, you know, let's do that one more time for you, the dude with the eye patch. Can you be a little more growly in your voice when you say the capital's gonna be ours? Just something like that. Okay, let's take that. Yeah. yeah, let's go back to one real quick. Could we actually make you the leader guy with the eye patch? Because like you actually look evil as fuck. Uh, oh, that's my assistant. Great. That's my actually my assistant. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, he no, needs to be the fuck the out of here. We need the guy with an eye patch. Or could you yeah. put an eye patch on? That's the those are my actually. Two let's options. wrap you out. Let's wrap you out right now because I don't think <laughs> hey, I need to be in this shot. Clap, everybody clap <laughs> yeah. for him. Hey, all right, that was the martini shot for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey man. That's my that's my theory behind how how they got that uh eye patch dude. Yeah. That, that guy couldn't look more like a bad guy, really. The dude with the oh, eye yeah. patch. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Nothing wrong nothing against people with eye patches, but just No, but he's looking vibe. he's trying to look like a ninety nine cent store version of like a Marvel villain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's leaning into the eye patch look for sure. Can you remember the gossip comes out to like, and that ain't even a real eye patch. He does it for yeah, a fact. Yeah. <laughs> That motherfucker sees 20, has 2020 vision. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why do you think he always has trouble finding them doorknobs? Because depth yeah. perception is all messed up because he's not used to that eye patch. Do we know the backstory for how he lost his eye? Wasn't it something silly? Dropped I, a loaded handgun and it shot out his eye. He was like juicy oh, yeah. or something. No, yeah. he literally <laughs> dropped a handgun, I think. Damn. Anyways, gun safety, y'all. And he was a former weapons instructor who dropped a handgun and shot himself in the face. Oh, uh, wait, for that's a true story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's actually Fuck. how it happened. What an it, dude. All these guys are just fucking. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, it happens with the best of us, right? To be fair, we've all 
dropped a loaded handgun while yeah you know <laughs> deriding a bunch of middle-aged women about how they need to have trigger discipline we've all <laughs> dropped a loaded handgun and shot our own eye out yeah and he could have taken notes from jamie lee curtis in true lies remember she dropped that <laughs> mac 10 down the stairs and hit everybody in that room yo that movie has uh some of the wildest <laughs> like handgun uh, or, or automatic weapons like that. She drops a she drops a Uzi and yeah. it doesn't just fire once. It, it continual continuously fires a full <laughs> clip just because it's like hitting a bunch of stairs. Yeah. There's a couple when I'm like, I think she could have. It looked like it was pointed at her when the shots went off going back up the stairs. In my mind, I would always watch that scene. I'm like, oh, where are those bullets actually going? Yeah. But it's neither here nor there. And hit her. James Cameron. One of the best. <laughs> Shout out to James Cameron. Yeah. Shout out to James Cameron. He's a you know. young young film director that I think people should pay more attention to. He's got a he's got a small film coming out called Avatar Two. Indie oh, Darling. is that James Cameron's work? Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a Cameron joint? Damn. Man. I had guy, no idea. He's really doing big things, huh? You know he also did Titanic. That's, no. that's what's why. Yeah. No. That's the one with the boat, right? Or, right. Uh, okay. Boat. The boat one? <laughs> death boat. He did the boat Otherwise known as death boat. He did Leo's death boat? <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. I do want to talk about another way that action movies are influencing war. And that, so Russia, Russia's invasion of Ukraine was... You know, predictable if you were watching the news, but also for those of us who watch shitty Russian action movies, you could have seen this one coming. Well, no, okay. <laughs> I, I I had not seen this, but our writer JM took a look at a couple Russian action movies from the past year. And there was a Russian movie that came out called, uh, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, but it translates to Blazing Sun or Sun Baked. That's named after a rocket launcher, and it's about Russia's 2014 invasion of Crimea and very much intended to just, like, every piece of Russia's current narrative that they're trying to denazify Ukraine was uh-huh. in this movie. Like, the, mm. yeah, that's that's basically the whole thing. They went in there, and a Ukrainian, like, Nazi military state was was going to basically kill everybody kill all of the ukrainian people and the russians what was the name what's the name of this movie again it's called blazing sun or sun baked is what it translates to but it's soitsipyok uh soitsipyok uh oh okay cool yeah 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 Uh, yeah, sons of puke uh sons of puke okay blazing sun yeah yeah but the, it was kind of a hit, and like one of the guys behind the movie is a Russian oligarch who's like one of Putin's main dudes. Like all Russian, a lot of Russian oligarchs are just people Putin allowed to get rich because he liked them. His right. his nickname in Russia is Putin's chef, but he was basically the main person behind the movie. And, and also the troll, the troll farm, the internet research agency. Yeah, like everything yeah. that we was like, what's all this shit from 2016? It's like, yep, that's Prigozhin. Yeah, Prigozhin. There you go. I, I'll let you pronounce all the all the Russian <laughs> words first. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's wild because like because of how controlled the messaging is. Like uh, apparently, a lot of the interest in this movie came from the this oligarch's involvement 
like because he's like tight with Putin and like Putin controls all all things and all information. The fact that like one of his main dudes was making a movie was apparently like a big selling point for this movie. Oh, interesting. But yeah, I mean, you know, Jam points out that this is another way that it's it's easy to see the U.S. playbook at work in what Russia is doing right now. Like not long after 9-11, the Bush administration launched an effort to they had David Fincher, the guy who wrote Die Hard and a producer of Chuck Norris's war classics like Missing in Action and Delta Force One. Like they had a meeting at the Pentagon where they were like trying to put together a movie that would be I can't imagine a movie like that would be more friendly to the Pentagon than Zero Dark Thirty. So I'm assuming it eventually eventually got there and they just erased their involvement in that one. But right. I mean, yeah, that movie was like didn't did just wonders for PR of CIA black sites. You're like, Mm -hmm. I mean, they got the answers. So is it really are they violating like war crime statutes or is this against the Geneva? I don't know, man. They they figured it out, though. Shout out to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they definitely figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Good marketing, everything. Right. <laughs> Gets people to sign up to be in the military, man. Right. And also, yeah, you get to, isn't that that was the first uh, that was like the CIA vacation of Chris Pratt, right? Chris Pratt or John Krasinski? Who's isn't isn't Chris Pratt one of the Delta guys in it? Oh yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have yeah. CIA shit now? Yeah, I mean, like they talk about all the time how much, like, look at how much they took, like Krasinski and Chris Pratt go from like being the lovable guys on NBC Thursday's comedy lineup between The Office and Parks and Rec, and like became like these sort of very likable everyman characters into now like the embodiment of like you know American macho war shit. Hey, all I know is Krasinski six foot four. And pure muscle, and he could kick yeah, your ass. Damn. So, uh, just shut I'll the fuck, fuck up. John Krasinski up. What about? <laughs> I wonder what Adam Marchaletta and Krasinski who would win that one? Oh my! Just on just on hamstring, hamstring yeah. strength alone. Yeah. Come on now, beat him with his hamstrings. <laughs> that that was a tweet by John Krasinski as on a burner account, which I always love to bring up, <laughs> T- telling everybody six four pure muscle. That doesn't. I yeah. mean, look, that cool. But who's, who's CIA trained? So, or no, I think he said he was Navy SEAL trained. So you maybe want to shut the fuck up, that or go, sound, or do go find him and see what happens, dude. Saying okay. I'm C- Navy SEAL trained is the kind of shit people who get knocked out at bars. That's what they say right before they get knocked out. At <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> They're like, "You serious, bro? You want to do this? I'm C- Navy SEAL trained, dude." Boom. <laughs> yeah. Somebody <laughs> says, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my cousin's face, man. <laughs> so, you know, the the fact that Russia is using this rationale that they invented and then added to this movie to get people on board. Another echo of that in the U.S. is <laughs> that like one of the intelligence reports that they used to prove to themselves that there were WMDs in Iraq was uh, a loose description of scenes from the movie The Rock. Like Wait, le- legitimately, what? Oh, what? Yeah, they pulled like they pulled some piece of British intelligence where they were just like putting pressure on everyone. Yo, come up with like some story about WMDs in Iraq. Like we just need this evidence. Like we don't care if it's true or not. And somebody cooked up this thing that was basically the nerve agents in a glass like 
sphere, glass yeah. beads or spheres. Like somebody mm-hmm. wrote a description of that. And the CIA, like the people who weren't like part of the war plan were like, yo, that's from The Rock. Like that's... Yeah. <laughs> come on, nerve, agents, <laughs> nerve agents don't come in little glass beads. <laughs> like that would be stupid to carry them in that. That would Like that's, that's very walk. unstable. And millions of deaths later we can now talk about it and laugh <laughs> there's i mean i was just thinking of that scene there like there's like such a that's one of my fa- well not my favorite but a line that always sticks out to me in the rock where nick cage like glass or plastic glass or plastic is it in a glass ball or if, like he's trying to find out what the vx gas is contained in but damn i didn't right. think that would just resonate so much to the point like yeah let's uh let's completely justify uh, an invasion with <laughs> scenes from the rock right how about like metal or like something that's harder to that doesn't crack open and kill everybody in a city if you drop yeah, right? it by accident right. so yeah like i'm not going to describe all the atrocities in this but it's basically everybody who's ukrainian in this movie is like a cartoon demon there's also a, a russian military or or a uh i guess it's a piece of satire that's about how the internet research agency accidentally caused swayed the 2016 u.s presidential election in trump's favor <laughs> and they created wow big yeah <laughs> which i mean that's kind of like the way to tell that story i guess right would be like that is just right, right. dumb as fuck and but anyways the like in order to publicize that movie first of all they created a fake twitter account claiming that the nypd shut down a screening of the movie at angelica film center in new york which never happened they also allegedly bought cameo videos from donald trump jr and rudy giuliani congratulating the fictional character from the movie who happens to be a six-year-old child who outwits the entire fbi and destroys american democracy and they first of all like giuliani and donald trump jr we're just like sure yeah you 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 pay the right. 75 bucks <laughs> like what what is it what does their cameo cost like the fact that they're just willing to fucking sell the country i mean for i i think it, rudy's there there's there's like a couple hundred bucks i think you can get both for 600 yeah. and that still wasn't the dumbest both shit for under that thousand. giuliani has said on cameo wow so they really thanked a cartoon character or a fictitious character from yeah. tv who or from yeah. film wow. we love to see it who in a movie helps them win the election which is like the thing that they're like (laughs) never impossible they're like uh what is this cameo you did Giuliani (laughs) I didn't know that uh hey man art imitates oh shit actually don't say that Um... (laughs) (laughs) What, what percentage of the things that have happened to him over the past 10 years do you think Rudy Giuliani remembers at this point like I, I feel like oh. he's been pretty drunk for since nine eleven. Yeah, Maybe he looks like, so gnarly now. He looks like yeah, a, yeah. Like, what's going on in that dude's head? Right, oh, just sweating out black. Yeah, just, I uh, mean, uh, when he's just, I don't know. It's hard to know because he has like he'll he'll remember weird talking points when he has to be like nimble. I get I use that air loosely, like mentally nimble to be able to like have some kind of argument with someone. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it's hard to know with him. Yeah. And he's sweating out black ink, you know? I feel yeah. like Trump told him about amphetamines. That's my other theory. 
that like mm. oh no yeah. like because oh, wow. like because of all the sweating because the way his like he's the Andy he's like Dick just always he can just like talk 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 stay drunk but like not so drunk that he's like slurring usually that much right i feel right. i feel like trump mm. might have got him on the uh on the old amphetamine bandwagon you're like mm. poor rudy getting caught up with him look what happened huh. all right well frankie as always such a pleasure having you on tdz where can people uh find you and follow you yeah just at frankie quinones frankie quinones.com there it is most all the stuff's on there and then i got you know creepers instagram trollo fit creeper and uh yeah that's about it if you take a listen to the podcast the frankie quinones show just scripted sketches and stuff like that it's a good time yeah (laughs) can you tell the people about creeper uh yeah, Creeper's just uh he's a fitness instructor, homie. He's a started a <laughs> yeah. started a workout program called Cholo Fit. It's a character based off my father. My father is old school. Cholo always always had a low rider. Him and his best friend, my Nino, my godfather, they're low rider car clubs, all that stuff. But my dad always repped the culture with one of the most positive people I know. And so that's where Creeper was born from, you know. He's doing yeah. his thing, but he's just trying to get you in shape, homie. So that's what's up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially those squats, bro got to get the, the right pose oh, yeah you gotta use a proper technique right it's funny yeah, we start doing shows again and then i'm re- I, you know i do a meet and greet after his creeper and like everybody wants to do a squat and they think it's just <laughs> jokes but I, i'm i'm like hurting dude like come monday after the shows i'm like putting ointment oh. and shit on my lower back like all this shit yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just from getting that, like getting the funeral yeah. pick for the for the fans, or representing, yeah. Homie, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yeah. I read this like crazy headline I was reading, but also, yeah, there was a tweet that I save. I thought it was funny. It's from this dude, uh, Ramsey Badawi, but it says, uh, under any emergency contact section, I always write, please just let me die. <laughs> I thought that, DNR, baby, DNR. I thought that was funny as fuck, man. My homie Chris is trying to retweeted it. I was like, oh, so Ramsey Badawi, yeah, thanks for that, man. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so you think about it, like, fuck, depending what the emergency is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me die, Obi. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm good. What happened? Miles, where can people find you? What is the tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also the other show, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandro. We talk 90 Day Fiance. Some tweets I like. First one is from Carl Kinsella at TV's Carl Kinsella tweeted, on behalf of Ireland, can we please communicate to the people of Chicago that they really don't have to do that to their river? <laughs> okay. It's good to know because I know there's... There's something like out of Ireland where they're like, yo, if you're going to dye shit any colors, just do it of the Ukrainian flag. You know, you don't need to you don't need to make shit green right now. <laughs> Take the emphasis somewhere else. Uh, and then another tweet I like is from Justin Boldaji at Justin Boldaji tweeted Aragorn saying to Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? Feels a little racist. Just ask him if he sees anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Let's see. Tweets I've been enjoying. Uh, this is just a good idea. Again, from Noah Garfinkel, he tweeted, furniture stores should turn into bars at night. Yeah, they should. Yeah, <laughs> that is a good-ass wow. idea. Yeah. yeah. You have to put the little plastic coverings over them, though, but yeah. Right. And then Carly Maruli tweeted, why would I want furniture from a century that was mid? That's just a good question. <laughs> <laughs> 
mid at best. I want that loud signature. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Man, more Liam Bailey. Uh, that album Echo Dial is really good. If you like reggae, you should really check this song out because it's like it's it's done so well. And it's he's not just doing reggae, but there's this track on here called Fight, which is really dope because if you listen to reggae, there's like this thing called the bubble on the organ, which is like you're kind of mm-hmm. used to hearing that in all reggae music. In in a lot of his music, he's replacing the like the organ bubble with just like muted guitar strumming. Mm-hmm. So you get these like elements of like reggae, but they come out in these like more like percussive ways. And it's really dope. This track is one of those ones where the bubble has been replaced with a little muted acoustic guitar strumming. And so, yes, please listen to Fight Fight. by Liam Lindsay. Does he do cover songs? Is that? He might be doing covers. I mean, I've barely gotten through all of his work. Like I'm just listening to this one album over and over, but he seems to be pretty... Prolith. Pretty consistent with output. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. Yeah. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Hey. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.